the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by fellow co-host, author, host of The Rachel Cruz Show, my host, co-host today, Rachel Cruz. (laughs) Rachel, it's been a little minute since we've been on here together. I know. Since before 2023. That's right. It was last year. That's crazy. But give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be honored to take your call in this new year. So let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Donovan in Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, Donovan? Hey, uh, so I have probably $50,000 in student debt. Uh, and around another six or seven in consumer debt split between a credit card and like a small car payment that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking to go to grad school for clinical mental health counseling. Okay. Uh, but obviously I don't want to go further into student debt to do that. Right. So how would you recommend I do that while also doing the baby steps and trying to get out of debt? Well, I do think that the first thought here is, is going to grad school going to have the return on investment that you're looking for? Because it doesn't always. So that'd be the first thing that I'm thinking about. And then two, yeah, you you don't want to continue to go into debt. You already have 50,000 in student loan debt. So if you decide that it does return on investment, what would it look like for you to pay your way? And what does it actually cost? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Donovan, how old are you? Uh, I'm 24, 24, and I have a child and a wife. Okay, wonderful. And what are you doing now for work? Uh, I work at a local college, and like it gives me free rent. Um, but are you able to do the grad school low. program there and get a discount? Uh, I am, but it's not accredited, so it would be it would okay. be very low ROI. Okay, getting to a different one. I hear you. What is the change in like? salary wise and like option wise, how does that change for you getting your graduate degree? Uh, I think it would double my potential earning, but also I would pay the grad program would probably be equal to the amount that I would get a raise for, which is what it would be about 30,000 of a raise if I got my degree and I would make 30,000 more dollars. And how long is the program? Like how long would it take you to go through that? Uh, About two and a half years. Okay. And how much are you making now, Donovan? Uh, thirty thousand, but I don't pay any rent. Okay, and your uh, and your wife does she make anything? Is she working? Uh, Twenty six. Okay, so thirty and sixty. Okay, okay. So yeah, y'all are about fifty six thousand. Okay, um, Donovan, here's my advice. I feel like sometimes the advice I just know you're not going to like it. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be it. <laughs> Honestly, if I was in your situation and I had a wife, I had a kid, I had a dream out there. For you, it is to go to grad school. For some people, it's to start their own business. For right. some, you, know, you can fill in the blank on what that is. To me, you have to take care of the necessary things financially and start on, we always say, the firm financial foundation where financially you are not in a shaky place. But when you have debt, Donovan, you're in a shaky place. You owe someone something. If something were to happen, you have to pay this debt back. But when you don't owe anyone anything, there is a level of freedom there. There's a less stress. There's options uh, you don't feel this urgency that, oh my gosh, I have to do this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. that starts to limit your options just mentally. So if I were you, I would work really hard. I would uh, be working nights. I would work some weekends. I'd have your wife pick up an extra. I mean, I would do whatever you could to get rid of this $56,000 
which is going to take a lot, but you don't, you don't have rent. You know, there's not, there's some right. expenses you don't have, uh, but it may take a year or two to do that. And then I would save up some money on the side to be saving for, to be able to cash flow grad school. Cause what's going to happen, Donovan, I'm telling you, you're just 26. Okay. And I, I or 24 and I know it feels like I know what I want to do. I need to keep pressing forward in this. But when you just have some patience and you and you wait, even if it's even if it's three years, okay? And I know that's not that is not fun, but you get to be twenty seven year old Donovan and you're either saying, Get me this degree. I know this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I have the money for it. I'm not putting myself in a bad place financially to do it. We're doing it wise in a wise way. And I start this path and I make 30 grand more. The raise, it all happens and it's great. Or 27-year-old Donovan wakes up and he's like, golly, things are shifting. We have another baby on the way. We actually want to move back home. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. like things start happening in life that may cause you to make different decisions. And so if I were you, I I think the safest, wisest route is to slow down, get this debt paid off and then save up and go go through grad school. Listen, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I don't think that you're going to effectively because he said he was trying to do the baby steps. And I don't think you can effectively do both because we're talking about a lot of money. Thirty thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars a year. That's what you would have been putting towards. Yes. The baby steps. And um, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And something tells me, um, you know, you say, hey, I have the ability to double my income. It's thirty thousand dollars. You and your wife together can make 50 that's a thousand extra dollars a month between the two of you if you make an extra thousand and she makes an extra thousand that's twelve thousand mm-hmm. a month between the two of you put that to, i mean you're almost there does that make sense like you can literally do that with any of these side hustles which is not going to be forever donovan yeah. and, right. and again and that advice would be if somebody called and they wanted to go and be a photographer full-time and travel the world mm-hmm. i would say i would clean this up first get, get some money to be able to cash flow that dream like it's it's one of those things that just has to be in the right order. And what happens, Donovan, when it's not in the right order, we get the call at 27-year-old Donovan and there's a, a you know, something right. happens and, and your wife has to stay home. You don't have the money. You're in the middle of grad school. You want to be able to finish, but you can't. You have all this other consumer debt. Like, mm-hmm. it starts to just really, really intensify. And if you can just slow down and have some options, I just think that okay. I, that's the wisest way. That's a really good point. And sorry, Donovan, we're we're like overloading you, but the other, <laughs> no, I mean, good. I love it. the more we talk about it, the more things just keep raising themselves in my mind as like a possible thought. And there's another part to this where when you've got a lot of, you know, you're juggling a lot of things, you got a lot of balls in the air, you do feel the stress to to complete it because it's a lot, right? If you, if you try going to school and you're doing this debt thing, at some point you're going to hit a fatigue whether it's a mental fatigue or a financial fatigue. And then the option of debt feels even more enticing because it's like, this is a quick fix. Mm-hmm. If we can, hey, we're just going to take out 10,000 in student loans and then yeah. we'll be able to pay. Like that starts whispering to you. And I really don't want that. And Donovan, if you have, oh, sorry, Jade. Oh, no, that's okay. Well, I was it, done. And if you have, you know, um, a credible job at a college now, I would look at the option and would be totally okay if you guys found another college you could work for that has a grad program that that is credible yeah. and you could go that way and get a discount and maybe speed this up more. So maybe it's even a change of job because you're in a great 
you know, line of line of work to be able to get some kind of perk when yeah. it comes to higher education. So I would even do that. See if the if the school will pay for it. If you and your wife move in, Dr. John Deloney, they did that. They lived in the dorms. Yes. And he went through school and all. I mean, that's yeah. what they did. And so I, I would look at some other options that could fast forward this plan, too, for you, Donovan. Uh, but slow and steady. It's always the way to go. I know that's right. And take advantage of the fact that he's not paying rent. Like, that's yeah. great. That's the biggest line item on everybody's budget. Oh, gosh. So to be able to take that money and quickly, you know, put it towards a debt snowball. Come on, somebody. Love it. Donovan, you're making the right move. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. This is The Ramsey Show. My ho- my name today is Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. The phone lines are open, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. The name changed sometimes, Jade. Man, so- <laughs> listen, it must be because my mind is not it oh, right in this we're moment. Back. We're here. It's Friday. We've we're been here. on Christmas break, man. I know. it's It's been a hard one to gear back up towards. And let's be honest, we had a tax meeting before this. We did. <laughs> So my mind is like waking up. All right, let's go to the phone lines, Rachel, because I need a, I need a, I need a call right now. Let's go to Caitlin. She's in New York, New York. What's going on in your world, Caitlin? Hi, great to be talking to you. Um, I have a, a interesting question. I'm looking for guidance in how to approach moving to the next step with someone I'm in a relationship um, with, and. Ooh. They're maybe not on the same page with me financially. Um, We're very happy, but I'm sensing that there's a lot of guilt and embarrassment around their finances. Um, What he has divulged is not the best news. And so, you know, I'm personally not where I would like to be financially, but I'm very actively working towards my goals. My question is, you know, what advice do you have in approaching him in the right way, but also like, still getting the information that I need to know, um, which is like, can he change his habits? Does he actually want to? Mm. I love this conversation. So what is the information? Like, has he told you his numbers as far as yeah, like what he, he earns, his debt? Like, has he been open to that extent? Yes. Um, not not very, you know, enthusiastically, I guess I could say. Um, sure. Again, like, I think there's a lot of um, maybe, you know, embarrassment or just yeah. sort of um, not, not super enthusiastic to share what, what he has so yeah. far. But yes. He and I think that's normal, income. by the way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that it was interesting. I was the one to first come forward and say, like, hey, I, you know, we've been together for so long. I'd like to move to that. long? Step. But like, I, um, almost three years. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would love to move to the next step and move in with him or, you know, move our lives forward in that way. And I have personally, you know, a, a lot of debt and student loans. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to be upfront with him with like what my situation is and what I'm working towards. Um, 
but I didn't get the same amount of information from him. So I figured it maybe wasn't good. And after some, you know, follow-up conversations, that is, that is correct. So what he has shared is like his income. Okay. Um, he has, he's taken out a loan on his 401k. Okay. Um, that was one thing that was like a bit concerning to me. Um, and sure. then, you know, how recently though, saving, how recently did um, he take out that loan? I believe a few years ago, within the last five years. Okay. Still well, what I'm getting back. at, what I'm getting at is I think you do have to be delicate with this conversation because I mean, you've got your own financial mess over here that you admit, like, listen, I've got debt. I've got a mess to clean up. And so he does, too. So when you bring up that conversation, it's almost like um, you've got to be it is surrounded by like fear and shame and guilt and all of those things. So it's almost like you being very forthcoming with what you've done and I did this and here's what my plan is going forward. And I'd probably start asking questions around um, his philosophy with mm-hmm. money and with debt. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of open that with like, listen, you I, I don't have to tell you, you know, I have this debt and I've just kind of, I think I'm done with debt. Like, I don't think I'm gonna borrow money anymore. I've started listening to, I don't, you know, I don't know how much you guys share as far as um, what you're into and podcasts and things like that. But I think it'd be hard to be dating someone that you've been with for three years and they don't kind of have a bead on what your, you yeah, know, what your yeah. interests are, whether it right. be hobbies or finance or whatever. So it seems like it could be pretty organic to bring up the conversation of, hey, you know that podcast I've been listening to? I'm really like starting to get into it and maybe asking him more generalized money philosophy questions first, as opposed to right. what do you plan on doing with this 401k loan <laughs> kind of thing? Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And Caitlin, 100%. I would always, and I always want to know someone's, um, motivation behind why they did what they did because for some people and we find this all the time doing what we do you know there's just there is a lot of just ignorance people don't know and so it's like oh this is an option to take out a loan I mean I I guess like they've never even heard of another way how to live Mm -hmm. and so there is something to be said about once they have some information kind of what Jade's saying then be able to say okay so what does this look like now because the truth is I'm like I mean Caitlin I I would still be in a relationship with somebody if they had student loan debt. But the key is that they want out and they don't want debt to be part of their life. It's a value system yeah. thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like to me, it's, you know, Winston, like when we when we were dating, he like had a credit card and, he, and his philosophy was like, oh, I'm going to use all the yeah. rent and all the yeah. utilities on the credit card. And then, and I'm like, well, I, I can't like... <laughs> I literally can't. If yeah. we get married, yes. I can't. Do it's that. not allowed. And to him, he was like, "Okay, so my neck, my philosophy shifts to we just pay cash and we don't have a credit score and we don't need a credit score." And okay, like it, like it all just kind of made sense. Does that make sense? And I know we were young, and mm-hmm. you're probably way more set in your ways, Caitlin, and so is your your boyfriend. But the point is, it is a value system conversation at that point. What do we value? And mm-hmm. out of your value system is where money becomes a tool. Because money is just a tool. It's just a tool mm-hmm. to live your life. And you want to be able to live your life in a pretty similar way, or you're going to continue to, or you will butt heads if you guys continue a relationship and open up the store. So yeah. for me, that would be my um, my number one. And I think the empathy route, like what Jade is saying, is so true. Because you're not perfect, Caitlin. I'm not perfect. Right. Jade's not perfect. Sure. None of us are. But I think right. the key is like, hey, you know, and, and maybe he is probably feeling a lot of guilt and shame. And the, and the truth is, Caitlin, he's probably not happy with where he is financially. Right. right. So then it's like, okay, so we have to do something different. And do you want to do this together? Not combining mm-hmm. money, but hey, should we start this journey? We each have our own debt snowball. Like, what does this look like 
to become free and talk about your why, Caitlin. Why do you want to be debt-free? Is debt, you know, are you losing sleep at night? Is it stressful? Do you have to stay in a job you hate because of it? Like, mm. like it's those kind of conversations to have. It's not just like what Jade said, the 401k loan. You know, it's, and there, there's so much under that too. To be clear, Caitlin um, and Rachel, I think you would agree with this. These are, this is a series of conversations over time. Um, mm-hmm. I, maybe some relationships you can have that one conversation and it's like, all right, we, 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 it's settled. But I, I mean, I can tell you with Sam and I, these conversations were months and like, depending on the level of guilt that's there or shame, these are conversations that you're just looking for, um, a little bit of forward movement with each mm-hmm. with each conversation. Like, hey, he, he, he seemed a little bit more open this time. Or, hey, he seemed like he divulged a little bit more. This time when I brought it up, he didn't go, <sighs> you know, like you're looking for that little, um, those little steps forward that you're like, okay, their mind is open and I can see that he's trying his best. But if you're seeing um, no forward movement, if it truly doesn't look like, like, look, he's not interested. I bring this up and every time it's like, you know, okay, you know, but- does that make sense? It may not be totally. something that you get done in, in two date night dinners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. And definitely I haven't been met with like a resistance to good. talk about it and it's progressing. So that's like really great to hear that it yeah, is something that good. has to take time. Um, I just wanted to like hear your perspective because I'm only still understanding how much of like the psychology of my behaviors has led me to this and mm-hmm. exactly what you just said of like it's a value conversation where I just want to make sure I ask the right questions and we have the right conversations to like make sure we're on the same page like we do look at money the same way and you know if we were to move forward with making financial decisions together like do we have the right tools to kind of explore like what what our thoughts are together yes yeah and Caitlin just uh and know this too because I'm such the spender in our marriage. My husband's the saver. <laughs> Winston has like four spreadsheets in Excel and every dollar. He has all this stuff. And I don't, even though I do this for a living, he is way more of that nerd. So also hear me say, he, there there may be a sense of him that is just naturally a free spirit. And that is who he is too. That's, like, I don't want yeah. everyone to think that everyone has to be obsessed with money and can't wait to talk about 401ks all the time. And it's so exciting about the new tax code. Like, like that, that may not be exciting to everyone and that's okay too. So I think it's, it's the bigger value system that together in a relationship, we are moving in the same direction with our lives. And you could plug in, you know, family, you could plug in spirituality, you can plug mm-hmm. in all this stuff. And it's just a healthy, balanced relationship and money is a piece of that. I love that. It is important, though, to know when you hit your non-negotiable mark. Let me just throw that out there. Oh, This is The Ramsey <laughs> Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. 
That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, everybody, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your co-host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. And during the break, we were talking about non-negotiables. And so many of us face this, whether you are dating someone and, you know, you have to bring up those conversations, Rachel, about money, about, you know, religious views, possibly political views. Like there's yeah. all these tough conversations to have. And when do you know when you're dating somebody, when you get to that point, that's like, OK, this is I've hit my point. Right. Like we talked to somebody who was in a relationship for three years and it's like, OK, maybe now's the time to start looking at this, talking about this. But it's hard to know especially if you might see a little bit of progress and you're like, yes, yes, this is progress. Maybe we're going on the right direction. But what would you say, Rachel, is let's, let's, let's call out some red flags of if you see this, hmm. this might be pump the brakes. Money-wise. Money-wise. I was like, I don't know if I'm not a marriage therapist. I don't know if I'm No, I'm talking about going. finances. Yes. Um, I would say I always pump the brakes with people that feel like they have all the answers mm. like when it's this idea that like I, I i don't have any more learning to do oh like i'm kind of just stuck in my yeah. this is it i'm good and you're like you don't want to grow or stretch or like hear something different like to yes. me in life right now that feels so prideful so yes. with money and we get this call a lot with people that as we're talking about non-negotiable so i guess there's a little bit on the <laughs> other side of this but this idea that you know we we talk and they're like well you know he just tells me like he didn't want to talk about it he's not going to talk about it or mm. she doesn't she won't even she won't even enter the discussion I'm yeah. like oh, that's exhausting like that's exhausting so you can have your non negotiables but be but be humble about it it's the that's spirit true. that you bring to it um, well let me be devil's advocate because there's somebody listening in their car and they're like listen I'm the one who my spouse keeps talking to me about Ramsey this, Ramsey that. And whenever I try to tell her my views on why I wanna keep my mortgage payment mm -hmm. and invest it instead, she's so closed-minded, like she doesn't wanna hear, she feels like she's found this plan and that's it. Like there's no, like let's talk about it from that yes. point of so view. so if I'm her, I would be like, okay, so talk me through that. Let's run yes. some numbers, let's look, let's have a conversation, mm -hmm. right? Not like, just you telling him, well, this yes, is what it is, this is what you should like be doing. preachy mentality. Um, yeah being so, willing to listen very much so and ask and, questions and ask questions be curious like that whole spirit as a person mm -hmm. i think is really important but when you're so closed off and you don't even want a conversation that to me is the big that's exhausting like yeah. you know that would be a red flag for me I they think, won't even they won't even talk about it they avoid it you know all this stuff and you're just like oh man yeah i think that's a red flag i think if you're talking about the future like say you're dating and you're talking about okay like when we get married you know, what are your views on combining money that mm -hmm. could, like maybe they maybe they've been very open about their money up until this point. And you're like, yes, everything's going good. But then when you start thinking about, OK, when we get married, how is this going to work? Because my thoughts are that we would combine our money and kind of have our goals together. And if they're saying, oh, really, because I've worked really hard for my savings and yep. that for me would be tough, would be tough. I and, think, a, and a non-negotiable. I think it's a non-negotiable, but there's part, I'm not going to lie, there's part of me that wonders if there could be a journey there mm -hmm. over time. Yep, yep. So these are, you know, these are tough conversations, but I, I would urge people to start having them early. If there's one thing that I can 
say that I kind of feel like I learned in my marriage is Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about that dating. Like our dating time was very fun and not a lot of like, we, I mean, we talked about heavy stuff, but somehow the financial stuff just wasn't really in there. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Luckily, there were certain things that we just naturally aligned on. Thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, have those conversations. Yeah. And, and I would say debt would be one of those. I mean, it would be really tough to marry somebody and they're like, hey, I want to go, you know, $500,000 in debt to do real estate. And I'll be like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't yes. do that like that would stress that would be because then you live as the spouse in the stressful state 24 yeah. 7 you know yeah in investment world. i'm saying not just primarily no, home, but it. it's like i because I, I see these people on instagram tiktok and they're all about real estate investing leverage to their eyeballs yes and i just watched that i'm like oh my gosh that would be so hard it, that would be a tough that would be a tough marriage for that me. is because on the one hand and i mean even if it's not real estate even if it's just one person like i have this business goal or this aspiration i want to open a restaurant whatever it is but their viewpoint is I go into debt to do this. Yeah. And if you're the spouse who says, hey, I, I don't feel comfortable with debt. I don't like debt. And they view that as you're not supporting my dream or you're not, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yep. you don't believe yep. in me. You don't believe this is going to work and we'll be able to pay it off. That right there, yes. that's a very tough conversation to have. Yes. yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I still stand my ground because I'd be like, I'm not like, can we do it over time? Is there a way to not right. leverage debt? Yes, but, yes. Oh, goodness. All good it's things hard, to talk y'all. about. It's hard and messy. Whew. Good stuff. All right, let's go to the phone lines where we've got Anna in Houston, Texas. What's going on, Anna? Anna? Hello. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Sorry I said your name wrong. It's uh, Anna, right? You're okay. It is Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question, and I'm hoping that y'all can kind of help me out because I've been thinking about it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I am expecting to get a raise here soon within the next maybe two months um, at work. And it's about, I'm hoping like 20000 extra a year. Um, I'm not certain, though, if I should save that amount every year or use it to pay off my student loan debt. That's I awesome. I have about sixty. Yeah, I have about $65,000 of student loan debt that I just um, accrued here recently um, going back to school to get my master's. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just me and my kids. I don't get child support. How many Um, kids? And I have three. Okay. One, my son is um, 19, though, now. And so he wants to go to school. That's a whole other situation and needing a little bit of money for that yeah but I guess my question is just should I save that extra 20 a year for me and my kids just Mm -hmm. like for security type stuff Mm -hmm. or should I um just use it all to pay off this student loan debt because I don't want it to go from 65 to 200 thousand dollars of course and that's a Mm -hmm. great way of thinking number one congratulations on the raise that's excellent um so if you're kind of new to the Ramsey show, we, we teach everything kind of through a series of baby steps, right? There's these seven Mm -hmm, baby steps mm -hmm. that you can take that build on each other um, to ultimately Mm -hmm. get you to this place of financial peace. Right. And so the advice that I'm going to give you is based on that. So the first thing that we want to kind of create this secure platform for you is you just need a thousand dollars saved, right? So if you can just out of that $20,000 raise or out of your bank account or whatever you have, of money now, if you can just set a thousand dollars aside and just, okay, I've got that there. 
And then the second baby step is, yeah, you pay off your debt. Because when you pay off debt, you're eliminating that risk, you're eliminating that financial uncertainty that's in your life. And that that's mm-hmm. usually the point of stress that people feel is, oh my gosh, I've got to make these payments or these debt collectors are calling me or my payment is due, right? That's usually the source mm-hmm. of stress that people um, feel when it relates to their money. So in your case, I would say, if you've got this extra money, congratulations, let's put it to whatever baby step you're on so that you can keep going in the right direction to get to that ultimate financial piece. And it sounds like in your case, you would be on baby step two where you are paying off the debt. Anna, how much do you make in your job now? Um, so I make about 4000 a month. It's about 60000 a year. Okay. Um, and, and then also, with the $20,000 mm-hmm. will come, so that'll be about eighty. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. great. And I already, I have this, I have the emergency fund and I even have about 30,000 in a CD account that I put up whenever I sold my house last year. So I have that saved. Okay. That's um, great. Anna, I, mean, I, I, w- I would put, Anna, I w- it's going to make you nervous, but I would put that mm-hmm. towards your debt and that will take a huge chunk out of this debt and you're going to make great money. I mean, you're going to make 80 grand. Mm-hmm. So you'll have $35,000 left. I mean, you could pay this off in 18, 24 months. Yeah. And honestly, when that CD matures, I'd probably put that on the debt too and knock it out. Mm -hmm. $65,000, I would do that. And then once the debt is gone, I'd save back up that money. And I just keep it on a high yield to where it's like very liquid. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, listen, I'm proud of you. I think that you're doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. You've got good instincts and good intuitions. Yes, you're doing great. Taking great care of your family. Mm, This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we would love to hear from you. It's a new year. You probably have goals. Uh, you probably have questions. And Rachel, we are here to answer those. We have a live stream coming up, guys. Uh, January 11th. That's a Thursday night, okay? It's at 7 p.m. It's completely free. Yes. All right. It's going to be myself, uh, Rachel Cruz, John Deloney, George Camel, and the GOAT, Dave Ramsey. We're all going to be there. Um, and we're going to be teaching you how to break the money cycle. All right. We're breaking this toxic cycle. It's actually called Break the Cycle live stream. But and it's so, our biggest one yet, Jade. Yes. The, I think the registration's crazy. Yes. Over 200,000 people have registered. So, yeah, come join us. We just had a meeting about it yesterday. Yes, that's right. Did, and uh, it's going to be really great, you guys. We're going to talk a lot about navigating money anxiety, bad money habits that mm-hmm. keep you stuck, some practical tips Very practical. on what to do uh, to start this new year off. So I hope you join us. Not to mention, if you register, you get entered to win $1,000. And we're doing 10 separate winners. So there's a good chance that you could win $1,000. And that's some nice money. That's just a sign up. You know? All day. All Give day. Me some free money all I day. I know, that's right. All right, let's go straight to the phone lines with Joey in Washington, D.C. What's going on, Joey? Hey, how are y'all doing? Doing good. So I'm uh, looking for some advice. So I'm looking to kind of invest and save money as I'm an 18 year old going into trying to pay cash for college, um, as well as trying to get um, more, like, I guess, better paying jobs. These are just kind of like where I should start and where I should look as far as investing goes. So do you have money, Joey, for college? Uh, Yes. So I actually, um, this is like, I'm starting my first semester in college. And so I've paid cash for this semester upcoming. 
okay. um, as well as having a uh, part-time job. Okay. Oh, so it's just kind of what I need to do to continue because I really don't want to go into debt. Yeah. And so it's kind of what I need to do to stay out of debt and yep. be able to like, kind of set myself up. Yeah. Well, it's a great question. Well, in your stage, Joey, I probably would not advise investing right now. Uh, if I were you, I would just open up a high-yield savings account and I would put as much cash in there as possible and get through college making sure that you can cash flow it. Because what I don't want to happen is you go and open up you know, a Vanguard account, put some money in, and the market goes down and you need cash for school and it's not there. And you're like, oh, geez, you know, I lost some of that money. And so you want to be able to, when you invest, it's a really long-term play. So for something big, a big expense like college, I would want you to go through it completely and just know, hey, I have money. I'm able to cash flow this. And then when you graduate and you get a job, I would build up a, a emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. And then I would look to invest. And when you're investing, you want to do 15% of your income into retirement. And so that's you know for your 401k at work uh, for the job you'll get when you graduate to your Roth IRA, open that up. So um, so yeah, I would I would honestly not advise you to invest right now just because college is such a big expense. And I want to make sure you get through it debt free. Okay, so I should not be like even into retirement or anything like that. I shouldn't be worrying about that till like kind of after I get out yes. of college and I graduate college. Yeah, and what's hard, Joey, is I'm like you you know, and we even show a graph here at Ramsey that says if you're 18 and you start investing, what it can be because compound interest is it's an amazing thing, but. I don't, again, want your money stuck in an investment if you really do need it for college. So this idea that if you just wait four years, it's not going to be the end of the world at all. Like you will be you will be fine starting to invest in retirement at 22 years old. Yes, definitely. You will be plenty fine. You will, you will retire a millionaire. Everything will be fine. Uh, but I would, again, make sure that you get through college debt-free. But I appreciate the, the call and yes. just the thought process, Joey, of that because investing is so important for our future but also not going into debt is as important. So 100%. Awesome. Thank you for the call, Joey. Well, let's keep it going and let's go to Kat in Los Angeles. What's going on, Kat? Hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. How can we help today? Um, my question is about tithing. Um, my husband and I have been married for 26 years and we've tithed 10% since day one. Like that's never been a problem for us. Okay. I think the problem part, if anything, has been like the 10% savings. Like we've never done that. But we own our own business and we're the only two employees. Mm-hmm. And um, for the past few years, we decided we should tithe 10% off of our gross income from our business. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely done that at the expense of putting money into savings, um, which I, I'm so, I love giving. I think it's important. Sure. But the last few years after COVID, we lost some clients. Um, we, you know, we're making way less than our usual income. And so basically now we're looking at our budget for 2024 and we really want to live the way that God wants us to live. Uh-huh. And I mean, we've always tried, like I said, but but we're wondering, like, would it be wrong to tie 10% in our personal income rather than our business income? Listen. And I really, really yes. don't want to do the wrong thing, right? It's not, I sort of feel like okay. talking about it. Is, <laughs> Look, we're, like, we're the same. We're like, hold up, hold Kat, up. You breathe. feel too much guilt. Breathe, Kat. You're good. Yeah. You are good. You're fine. Okay? You're fine. First off. You're giving. You're giving, <laughs> like, which is, puts you in a very small category. And you're giving 10%, which is 
good. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're a Christian person listening, you're used to that kind of talk. It's like, okay, yeah, I give my tithe. Right. If you're not a Christian person listening, that's what a lot of Christian people practice crazy, is but... they give 10% to their local church. And um, when you were telling your story, I was like, oh, that sounds like me and Sam. You know, we when we first started our business, we were the only employees. And I will be honest, like for us uh, at the stage in our life, we wanted to give that extra and we gave 10% of the gross of our business. And I mean, mm. you can't outgive God. And so we saw the fruit from that. Right. But as we continued on and things changed, we were like, okay, like we we now give uh, 10% of our gross payroll, like what we take of the oh, business, yes, like yes. what we take mm -hmm. home, just like anybody else would, right? Like if you work for mm -hmm. Walgreens, you get your check and you tithe off of what you receive right. and the gross amount of what you receive typically. And I don't even want to get like Rachel too funky fresh on the grosser than net. It's yeah, like, just cause, give. Cause, I think the point of all of this, and I think the heart behind why God has instructed that, why he encourages giving it's because what it does to us, mm -hmm. like what, like giving, mm -hmm. what that does is it opens our hands. It it moves us on the spectrum from being selfish, just thinking about ourselves to selfless, looking up for others and others' needs. Uh, when we give and what we give to is really important because it's it's transforming, you know, a community or a place or an organization. Like, like that's that that's the heart behind it. Mm -hmm. That's the motivation. Mm -hmm. It's not this tit for tat, yeah, gross or net business or pro like that's yeah. not that's not why God wants us to give. It's not that legalistic. It's not that mm -hmm. granular. Yeah. It it is the position and the posture of our hearts, and that's what He's looking for because He knows when we give, that selflessness starts to occur, and you have a richer life. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about you have a richer relationship with your spouse mm -hmm. because as you're giving, you're becoming <laughs> selfless and you become more of that in your marriage as a parent, as a friend, as an employee. I mean, like it affects you as an entire human being when giving is a part of a habit of your life. So agree. That's right. what, that, that's my philosophy of why God has called us to that. Um, and, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that regardless if you are, you know, a, a, person that is spiritual or mm -hmm. in the evangelical you know christian space or not giving regardless of where you land spiritually we always encourage because mm -hmm. that will do that whether you believe sure. in a god or not yeah um so for kat i really right. i appreciate your diligence and you know wanting to do the right thing like you said but i think you are doing the right thing yeah i think it's the posture of your heart so mm -hmm. i would not get bent out of shape and i do think kat you will feel something from the holy spirit that may say Tithe, do, do the, yes. tithe on your business and, cap, be, and be yes. obedient to that. But he also may say, mm -hmm. you're okay. And, and what we teach yeah. is tithing on, on the income you bring in, like what Jade is saying. So that's mm -hmm. where we always advise people, give on your income. Mm -hmm. But he may, he call, you know. He might encourage you to do we, something we, else. Yeah, we gave, you never know. You know, $100 to the Sonic guy because I just feel like we, you felt like we it. do it. Yeah, so like. You can't mess this up, Kat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You can't mess it up. If you feel, the only way you can mess it up is if you start doing things out of obligation or you feel contention yeah, or you ruined. feel like, oh. God loves a cheerful giver. There's something cheerful. in it of that joy. So I don't, yeah, we don't want to rob you of that. Ooh, I but like good that question, conversation. Though, I appreciate you though. I really do. That's, good that's a good one. I think a lot of people feel that and you can get very, like you said, granular is a great way. You're like looking, oh my gosh, I was 10 cents <laughs> short. You know, like <laughs> what's this going to mean when I get to the pearly gates? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Guys, this has been such a great hour. Thanks for your calls. We'll be here next hour. Give us a call. This is The Ramsey Show.